Yeah, I think it might be interesting if we start talking about psychedelics because especially with everything that's going on now, I think it's very interesting to see when people's minds become opened and when they can like when they question things that they didn't question before. And uh yeah, I think psychedelics have uh, a role to play in that. And yeah, I just wanted to hear what you thought about different types of psychedelics. I have some interesting stats I want to share with you in a minute, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, definitely. I mean, there is just complete scientific proof that psychedelics open your mind and you really can't experience that until you do the psychedelic. And, you know, there's always the memes about, you know, people thinking they're enlightened under psychedelic when they're on psychedelic, sorry, but I really feel like there is this sort of hidden knowledge, if you want to call it, that some sort of wisdom that these psychedelics are giving you that can't be transferred through language, it can't be transferred through anything else but the experience itself. And um, I feel like it then plays a massive part in the development of, um, you know, culture and humans. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, have you seen Fantastic Fungi on um, Netflix? I think I saw part of that, yeah. Yeah, so it's a um, really interesting documentary about um, mycel- mycinolin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But it's essentially, yes, that exactly. It's um, the, essentially nature's brain underneath all of us, and it's all connected, like all the plants and roots are connected through, and it's, and, um, it's how mushrooms grow, and it's essentially the universe's brain for organisms and we then eat these and have psychedelic experiences and it's almost nature's way of telling us how to improve and how to develop as a race and as an individual yeah when i saw that i thought the same thing and um it reminds me of the the stoned ape theory i don't know too much about this theory but i i heard that it's like the idea that in throughout history our ancestors would have found psychedelic compounds like you know mushrooms or different psychedelic herbs and plants they probably took them. I think there's a lot of evidence to, to say that they did. And then the idea is that that, that, that inspired them to make breakthroughs, technological advancements and uh, be creative in ways that they would have not been otherwise, you know, like unlock certain parts of their brain. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think uh, a real um, person who brought this theory forward was uh, Terence McKenna, I'm sure you've heard a lot about him. And um, yeah. the question with the Stone Ape theory is the, there's a mystery within biology um, and evolution where humans in the space of two million years have this vast brain development and it goes really rapid and there's a lot of theories for it. You know, some people say um, the invention of fire, you're figuring out fire and it adds nutrients to the food and that develops the brain. Other people say it's the psychedelic mushrooms that they started taking. But um, for me personally, I believe it is just um, a multiplicity of all these factors coming together that then allowed us to develop um, the brain. And, and when you take something like psilocybin, it does seem really logical that things like language can come out of it because it, it is almost you know there's elements of telepathy involved and that sounds really bizarre uh, if you've not ever experienced it but you know this is really real stuff in a way yeah absolutely yeah it's super interesting i've i've heard many different ideas about that kind of that gap in our history where we supposedly evolved a lot faster than we than we should have done if we were going by the like the evolution model where things happen in this linear way uh, adaptations to the environment i think there's like you say there's this gap um pretty large gap in which we basically skyrocketed our evolution and our growth as a species and nobody really knows why i mean there's different ideas about you know psychedelics being that um catalyst there's also ideas i've heard about like um a- ancient aliens splicing our dna like literally altering our dna um with different 
types of DNA. And then we can go into that rabbit hole as well. But I think it's really interesting. It, it's definitely clear that something happened to set us on a different tra trajectory, you know, to separate us from, let's say, apes or whatever we were before, like early human, for some kind of purpose. Like there must be some kind of reason why that happened. So, so um, do you believe then it was an intentional thing? Because I've, I've heard other things about how maybe it could have been like a freak accident of biology that we evolved that quickly. Or do you believe, like you said, with the aliens, there was actually an intentional thing behind it that made us change so quickly? Personally, I think it was intentional. And there's a lot of reasons for that. So I've read um, various different books and like research material that go back to really early stories, like um, before, you know, before that most of the religions came around, this was like really early stories and myths and things like that. And what you find is that they actually have quite a lot in common. So for example, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, the book, the book of Enki, right? It's this account of ancient aliens and how they influenced and kind of guided us in a certain way. It talks about the gene slicing and all of this stuff. If you then compare that to um, a lot of religious texts, like for example, um, in the Christian Bible, they talk about in the Garden of Eden, uh, in the creation story, they talk about, for example, like uh, taking the rib of Adam and then turning that into Eve, the, the first female, right? That sounds a lot more like genetic splicing if you if you kind of take a step back a bit and think, okay, maybe it's not the physical rib. Maybe they're talking about the genes, you know, taking the genes or the genetic material from Adam. And the word Adam actually mean, meant um, man. I think it meant the early man or human. It wasn't a name. It was actually a description of a species, man, human. And so when you look at it from that context, the book of Enki and, and various other ones, they, they tell a very different story. And it looks to me at least more likely that some kind of alien race came and interfered with our DNA and set us on a different trajectory. But I mean, of course, I'll never know for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's interesting to kind of hypothesize about these things, but. No, yeah. 100%. I mean, there's a really interesting link in all those things that you said, you know, between religion, psychedelics, um, like it, it is all connected in a way like that. And especially when you look the, the the spiritual aspects they're all found in religion they've just been twisted in a slight different way you know like um so for example you've the story the famous with moses and the burning bush um he speaks to yeah. god through this burning bush but you know jewish scholars have talked about how this is the acacia tree which is um filled with dmt and him speaking to god is you know him meeting the godlike entities and dmt and him coming down and, and you know telling him what he's learned to his people and it's, it's all metaphors for psychedelic experiences um and even things like um, manifestation you know um manifestation now you know prayer is an old manifestation and they're sort of getting it right but it's been twisted you know for people who want power and and uh, you know it's got a religious context but when you take that religious context out of prayer it is literally just manifestation yeah, so I have going back to the psychedelics, I have some interesting facts, which you probably already know, but maybe just for anyone listening, this might be quite interesting. So what I find strange is that society or, you know, governments um, in many countries have made most psychedelics illegal. They're actually like one of the most controlled substances, um, you know, with the strictest penalties, things like uh, magic mushrooms, ecstasy, um, that kind of stuff. They're very strictly controlled by many countries but if you actually look at the statistics like for example at the amount of yearly deaths attributed to these different things uh, worldwide on average you have let's say if you take 100,000 consumers 10 to 10 to 100 of them according to this study will die from alcohol 
800 to 1,200 will die from tobacco or smoking. And these things are both legal and actually encouraged in um, society and media. And yet they cause by far the most deaths compared to, for example, cannabis, which in that example was uh, responsible for zero to one deaths out of 100,000. Practically nothing. <laughs> like it's almost impossible to have a lethal dose of THC and, and cannabis. And things like ecstasy is a little bit more risky because it depends, you know, that's one to ten. Still nowhere near alcohol or tobacco. And then psychobilin or, uh, sorry, psilocybin. Psilo- psilocybin, psilocybin, um, is responsible, according to this study, for zero to one, like almost no deaths whatsoever per 100,000 consumers, compared to, again, alcohol, uh, alcohol, which is 100, and tobacco, which is 1,000. So it's like the the, the, the danger and the perceived danger of, of psychedelics is so vastly different to the actual like reality of what's dangerous. I mean, like alcohol and tobacco, for example, they're responsible for an insane amount of deaths per year. Like, for example, smoking causes 7 million deaths a year. Alcohol, it says 2.8 million. And what what I found almost most uh, shocking of all, medical error. So, like, qualified doctors and professionals making a mistake is responsible for two, 2.6 million deaths a year. 2.6 million and 138 million injuries. And then when you compare that with like, when's the last time you heard of someone dying of uh, a psychedelic? I've never heard of it. Like That's the thing as well. Like with, with psychedelics, just from the substance itself, you actually can't die. It's the secondary factor. So say you, do, you get scared, you go crazy, like you jump off a building. Like that's the thing that kills you. It's never actually the substance itself. Whereas if you take too much alcohol, like it will poison you. You're going to die too much tobacco. Like you will literally die from it. Like, but it is, mm. if you're in a completely safe environment with these substances, you know how to use them. You've had the education. Like it's, it's going to go well and it'll be a beneficial experience for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think we should mention that as well as like with a uh, with mental health. Obviously, there is a factor of, you know, if you have issues and mental conditions before you take a psychedelic, obviously, that's probably not a good idea. You need to there's like, you know, a process and a framework and everything for doing it. But it's interesting to look at the, the data on, you know, the actual danger of this stuff. 100%. I mean, and I mean, um, having said that as well, like, that doesn't necessarily mean there's um a good drug like um i feel like you can't ever put morals on a drug it's, it's how you use the drug that makes it good or bad and um yeah you know like I said, when, you, when you've got that education you're in, you're in the right places it really can be used for good and you know water we all need water but too much of water can drown you like it is all about balance yeah exactly using it for the right purpose and uh yeah with the right kind of especially with psychedelics you know the right kind of environment and ceremony and uh the intention of why you're actually taking it it's not just to you know go to a rave or something um for most people it's like ideally in my opinion should be used for something higher than that something more important or profound what what i found with uh, my own personal use of psychedelics is when you do it in a recreational setting even though it can be fun you do miss aspects because because you are socializing it still grounds you in reality, so you don't get the full picture of it. Whereas if you've ever heard of like Terence McKenna's like Ultimate Trip, where it's five grams in silent darkness just by yourself, it literally takes you to that other spiritual side straight away, and you're not grounded in reality, so you can have that full experience and really like take what it can give you. Yeah, exactly. 